Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Thursday night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm the moderator, Ella Felder, and tonight we'll be discussing technology, the technology behind targeting, giving support and solutions, shielding, and activism. Um, this is not a forum for smart meters and other topics extraneously connected to targeting, but we will discuss them in particular issue, in particular episodes, and we welcome discussions, short discussions on these topics. And thank you for joining us. So, hi, Angela. Hi, Ella. So, how's it going? Oh, it's going. Uh-huh. I'm tired. But it's You're going. tired. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to share a little bit with people? There's not very many people on the call. There's a few people, like a handful of people. Do you want to tell them what you found out and what we found out together? Maybe we can share about the app as well. Okay. I'm just wondering if I should share it on this phone or my other phone. Well, probably um, if that phone is next to you, they'll still be able to hear you regardless. But it's up to you. If you're not comfortable, that's okay, too. What did you say? Um, if you're not comfortable talking on that phone, or it's up to you. It's, it's completely up to you. But it could be beneficial because other people might have the opportunity to kind of do a little investigation on their own and kind of maybe find out who's behind some of the phone cloning and some of the uh, gang stalking. And, you know, that's all. But it's up to you. You, you have to be comfortable out. You mean with the with the with the phone I'm using now? Sure. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Yeah, I just found out that um, by calling you and I thank you that um, my phone, I guess, was redirected into someone else's line, and um, there was someone that was um, a sexual perpetrator who was receiving my phone calls. I don't quite understand how the technology works, so it's difficult for me to describe, but it it does make me nervous because the mugshot is looks like someone that I might know. And um you know, I've been in pain for so long um in the apartment that I'm at and um very nervous about um, talking to uh, the police, especially alone, because you know, so many times I've gone in and talked about being in pain, and no one has believed me. Um, so it's uh, it, it's it's nerve wracking, but it's also um, eye opening. And uh, uh, I've talked with a friend of mine who. Um, is very upset with me for going to the police and and for mentioning this. Um, he thinks that this is all in my head and um, doesn't understand why I'm not out having a good time watching um, the Penguin game and, um, you know, 
which I wish I was having a good time. You know, I wish I was having a good time for the last six years. But when you're in pain and stuff um, and you're tired, it's it's not always easy to go out and have a good time. Yeah. And then we can, um, you know, the way that we found out is that when you had called me, someone else's name came up. And I have a special app, and it it's a, a ver- it's an app that David Voigt actually had um, either posted or recommended, um, and I had downloaded it on my phone. And so when um, she called me, someone else's name came up, and it kind of alerted me that this is interesting. So I texted you back and said, um, hey, I didn't even know this was you because someone else's name came up. And uh, But this has happened quite a few times when other TIs have called me, and I always tell them, hey, this name came up or this came up um, when you called me. So this is a fantastic app. Because so I think it, can, it sometimes locates by proxy, from what I understand, whatever that even means. And so if someone has a clone phone with her phone number, um, it, it still will go through the phone that's cloned if that makes any sense. And so what happens is this particular app also lets you know any um, attached, uh, you know, if they have Facebook, if they have Twitter, or it lets you know a lot of information before you even pick up the phone, even if you've never talked to this person before. So then um, Angie was, Angela was very upset, you know, of course. And so uh, we looked up the name, and she goes, well, maybe someone just made this name up. And I said, that is a very unique name, and um, I don't, I don't think so. If you're going to make up a name, you can't even come up with a name like that. It was that unique. So then I go online and I start researching the name, and I go under, you know, 411 or or, or look up some of these look up things that my husband told me about that he uses for work. And they said there was one in the United States, and then um, I found, um, and then I put images of and. And um, a uh, mugshot came up. I don't know the technical term for the word. I, don't, I have not had a lot of experience with inmates, but this mugshot came up with this exact name. You know, it was like one letter off, but it just—I think on her phone, it doesn't—you can't get the whole name in there. But um, and it was a guy who was a rapist who was um, in prison for rape in 2004. And that is—that guys are the kind of people that they hire to do these kind of things to us. And she is very concerned, um, you know, because it looks like a guy who lives upstairs from her, you know. So, um, you know, it's, you know, and it's just interesting. It's interesting. And sometimes I'll get spoofed calls, and when I see the red come on, when I see a call come in and it's in red, it means that the line has been, the phone number is masked. And so you can even do a little investigation through that. You know, you can unmask it and see who's behind it. And so I really hope that everyone can get a hold of this technology. Um, and it really helps. I know David, you know, obviously really likes it. He was promoting it even on Facebook. Um, and I don't know if it's compatible with Mac or with uh, with uh, iPhones, I should say. But I know that it's Android compatible. And um and if you guys want to call me, I can tell you what name comes up. And then Corey, who was also on the line, I took his number out of uh, I took his number out of my telephone book um, because when he calls me, it just says you know his name. And so I deleted the contact. And when he called me, and the strange thing came up, he's the only person who's ever called me, and, and it had a strange word in it. What was that word, Corey? Or V O R E. And so he looked it up and it had a really strange definition. Not that it has any rele- relevance to the name that you know came up, but possibly. So because usually when you see, 
What does it mean? To be eaten alive, a fetish to be eaten alive, but be, oh, being wow. eaten alive. So just to kind of, this kind of gives you an idea of the kind of people doing this to us. You know, you have people that are masking numbers, like putting in words like war, you know, as a code name. You know, but honestly, when you guys call me um, and I tell you guys, hey, this name was on it, you know, it's usually a full name. You know, it just takes a little investigation to figure out whose name it is. You know, we can figure it out. And, Angela, when you called me a minute ago, were you calling from both phones? Because it said West Pennsylvania twice. Yes. Okay, that was you. Just checking. Okay. Because um, I just wanted to let you know someone else had also called in from your area, but that was you. Okay. Um, so, you know, you just you have to be a little bit of an investigator to find out. And I had a spoof call one day, did a little research at some guy, got a picture of his, like him and his girlfriend, you know, and he's in um, a little town in Washington, you know, and he's probably one of my perps, you know, that do this, do this stuff to us. But, you know, the... It's it's shocking to when you realize the mentality of these people. You know, you know we're finding, and I was told it's like rapists, it's criminals, it's thugs, it's drug addicts sometimes, and sometimes you know the people that are following you around. They, as you guys know, they think they're doing this because they're you know a special watch community. Um, you get all kinds. You know, it's a broad spectrum of people doing this sometimes under false pretenses. So, does anyone have any questions about it? And, um, or any experience? How do you, Ella? Yeah, yes. which was, uh, little town in Washington? <laughs> um, this is why. I know. I actually took a Google. I took Google and I looked it up. It's east. It's a funny little town. Let me see. I wrote it down. Okay. I can find it quickly. I just wanted to never heard of. It was a little town in East Washington. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's so, why it's in a different states sometimes. Once you it get across is. <laughs> So, it is. It definitely is. So, um, but you know, this little this little app has been very helpful to me and informative. So, um, and I'm sure David finds it that way too. And um, I'm sure he gets all kinds of calls because his number is on his, you know, his letter, and he goes out to everybody. He sent out, I don't even know, maybe ten thousand letters. So, I'm sure he's a little wants to know who's calling him too. So, but. Um, as I mentioned, you know, whenever you guys do call me, I, I let you guys know that it's some strange name on there. What so, is the app? The app is, it doesn't have a very interesting name. Corey, do you want to tell them? Oh, I forget what it's called because um, I it's, tried to. It's just like, let me look it up right now. When I go to my app section, it, it, it has separated itself automatically into different little sections and folders without giving the name. Um, I don't even know if it has a particular name. Let's see, what are we looking here? Google Play, it was caller ID, right, guys? Right, Corey, right. I mean? Right. And if you, go to call, if you go to Google Play, you will see um, there's one called True Caller, which I haven't used, but still sounds very interesting to me. It just says Call App. That's the name of the app, Call App. That's what I wrote down, so I didn't think that was the full name. But uh, it's caller app um, dash caller ID and block, and then underneath it just says call app contacts. So and it's got like a little blue. Um, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what it looks like. It's a little blue circle with a little happy smiley fl smiley face. It looks like a sperm. <laughs> but anyways, like a tadpole. Let's just say that. It looks like a little tadpole. So, sorry, guys. It just hit me funny. Um, 
so anyway, so that's something you guys might want to install, and it does take a little use. It does take a little getting used to, you know, because basically, when your phone, when someone's calling in, um, you will see uh, this new. It, it all shows like in a different uh, format, so you're going to have to kind of get acclimated to it a little bit. I found it annoying at first. I'm like, I don't know if I even want this on here, but you know, now I'm used to it, and I've been very grateful because it's been uh, very resourceful. And we did. A, we found out a lot last night, you know, when I was talking to Angela and finding the name on there. Because, like I said, sometimes if the phone's cloned, probably whatever phone it's going through last is the one that it's reading and whose information is coming up. And it will oftentimes have, like, a Facebook picture or show their Facebook accounts or their Twitter accounts. And um, I just kind of... Uh, um, encourage people to, you know, possibly install something like that. It could be really helpful. And yeah. I actually called Corey today and and made sure that there was no other different names online. You know, but um, did you did you have a different name for the? I called you from this phone, the same phone that I called you from last night with the name that came up, and um, I wondered if that same name came up. Too, or if he took it off already. This might be the police on my other line, so hold on. Okay. Hello? Let me go ahead and mute her. Hello? Okay. Um, so um, anyway, so I just wanted to cover some of that, that we could be a little proactive even in that area. Um, you know, makes them a little more, um, you know, it makes them, you know, it, it's intimidating to them too, you know. I'm sure this guy's, you know, probably a little, uh, a little nervous about this, about being found out and having his name. So, so even though their technology advances, some of the security, the uh, countermeasures, uh, some of these apps, these basic little apps are very, very um, helpful. You can even download um, EMS trackers. You know, they don't seem to work for me, but they may work for other people. I think they're blocked. You know, I believe that I don't get any reading at all on anything when I use these particular apps. But, you, yeah, they have EMF readers and um, different types of readers uh, available. So I thought that was interesting as well. And they're free. I mean, I think actually I paid a dollar for one that was considered to be a better um, product. So I did pay a dollar. Does anybody have any questions, or what does anybody does anybody have anything specific they'd like to talk to about talk about tonight? Well, yeah, the subject you're touching on is called criminal solicitation, and that's yes. what a lot of the big time terps get charged with when they try to blackmail um, felons that have that are out on bail or you know threatened with jail again into doing. Uh, Putting pressure on TIs or or targeting people. So if even if one got gets caught, then it's just a matter of the perps just blackmailing another one of their um, felons and getting them to do something, trying to stay out of jail. Yeah. It's still I feel it feels empowering though, just to kind of sometimes get a name and to be able to tell people. I find it empowering, you know, just like. Hey, this person's name is on your phone. Let's do some research, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know yeah, I'm and not discouraging it. I'm just trying to show everybody the big picture behind it. You know, that don't expect miracles for the targeting to stop just because one of the criminals is is caught or is exposed. Because then these second level perks just, you know, blackmail somebody else to do it. And there's plenty of them available for them. 
I agree. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's, to me, it's just like a small little, you know, a small little crumb in this, mm-hmm. what we're trying to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. a small little aspect of what we're dealing with. So, so how are you, Ken? Oh, just be popping along. Yeah. <laughs> but how's the book coming? I just, I, I mean, I just, uh, I haven't done nothing. I just kind of wait on you if you, if you ever want to. You know. And today, actually, I had a really productive day, guys. I, um, you know, along with Mariana and all these great people that are working on David's campaign, um, I made a lot of phone calls this morning, and I had some energy, which is rare, but occasionally it happens. And I just started calling all the on the spreadsheet, uh, you know, the state that he's going into next, and kind of giving him a heads up about him coming through. And I got through like four people that are interested and want to talk to him and. I just that was really uh, motivating. I needed that because sometimes sure. you make calls and you don't get a return phone call, or you don't know if their calls or if they're following up with Dave. You know, you're not really sure because if I don't talk to a person, you don't know. And I think sometimes an email is impersonal; it's just another person with another story or whatever it is. And so I really tried to actually get a voice on the phone. And so I felt very lucky and very blessed that we got through to four people that are interested in doing a story and one person who is definitely interested. So I was really excited by that. So they're just waiting for him to come through town so they can take a picture. You know, everyone wants to know exactly where he is, and I can't even do that. I can't tell him exactly. I just say, I know he's in Virginia. He's, he'll be there in a day. And one guy figured it out that, okay, well, if he's there, it's going to take him four days to get to where I'm at. So I'm going to call him in two days, you know. So, you know, it was nice. It's nice when you have those kind of days where you, something pays off, you know. So I really, you know, that was good. Is good he wearing to- some kind of a sign or something? He does. He has a light-up sign, which I don't know if he's still wearing that often, but he also has like a canvas sign as well. And I noticed it's on the back of his little cart. And, uh, um, yeah, so he has signs. He has signage at all times, so I really appreciate that. So, yep, I was really happy. It was a good day. It was a really good day of activism. And then I spoke to Shelley for a while, and I'm going to call the city of Portland tomorrow and try to arrange a meeting with the city council. And she's going to walk me through it because it makes it intimidating to me. You know, I I love doing activism and getting out there, but the whole going to city council is intimidating for me. And I want to make sure I have the right documents and um, and I want to be organized. And so she gave me some good wording to use tomorrow, which gave me – when I have wording, I have confidence. So if I have, you know, just some words and some, some things I can say um, that sound um, – that are presented well, then I feel more confident going in. So I'm going to do that tomorrow as well. And then they, may, they may want you to make an appointment to put you on the agenda rather – but sometimes they open it up to the public for right. talking or something. yeah. Do you have experience with that? Going oh, Lord, yeah. I've done, I've done all this stuff. I took the bill of rights. Oh, you have. You're oh, like God, the, yeah. I don't know what like, I haven't done. <laughs> I took, you're like I took, me, but uh, me and several, you know, a lot of us, actually. That are, I took the, um, I think it was the, the bill of rights. Uh-oh. Hey, Ella. Is yes. still there? That wasn't um, the police. You know, though. I tried to call you through my other phone, the phone I'm calling you now, and it wouldn't let me call you for a long time. It kept saying that it was going to, your call didn't start yet, and it wouldn't start for another 15 minutes. But I just had a question about what Ken said real quick, if that's okay. 
Um, Ken, you said that when some of these people get out of jail, um, sometimes they um, are they have to do these things, or they feel they have to do these things for money. Yeah, yeah, because they're suddenly in debt. Right. And and, and then possibly, or they got a court hearing, and they're and it the 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 whole system points to participants in the legal community or the medical community blackmailing these people uh, more so the legal legal community because i I've seen the network in action <laughs> I've seen the clearing house, and that's when I started to catch on that these these criminals, you know, are doing, they're desperate. They don't want to go back to jail. And if yeah. their lawyer says, well, you know, I'll get you off if you go do this to somebody, then, you know, they're going to do it. They don't want to go back to jail. They don't really care what it is. If you've ever seen a desperate individual that's broke or hungry and threatened with jail or a 10-year life sentence, they will do anything. And um, I, I had a difficult time understanding that, but I, Pretty much, pretty much seen it, and um, that's that's what clued me into that. Why a lot of these people are doing these things? It was scary because I went into the police, and the police said that um, a detective came down, and he was kind of big guy, um, and talked fast with me, and didn't seem like he really had a lot of time for me, <laughs> and um, was kind of looking at me to see, I think, if I was going to remain calm or not. And wanted to know if I wanted to have a seat or not, and and um, he wanted to know exactly what this app was, and then he wanted um, Ella's number and wanted me to have Ella give him a call. Uh oh. And yeah, and I thought, you know, this is strange. And I asked, well, mm-hmm. you know, can I just take a, um, you know, can you just look this person up to see if this person is local? Mm-hmm. Um, can you do that mm-hmm. now? And they, yeah. And they said, no, we can't do this now. Um, we don't have time to do this now. We'll come to your house um, probably before 8 o'clock tonight. But, you know, give give us a call. So it made me really kind of leery because he, uh, it seemed yeah, like he that, didn't like the, me. Yeah, the law enforcement, you know, is under this system, uh, especially in the buildings, and the electronic targeting system can take over on them and create havoc and and defame the person coming in there to, to complain or cause the cops to do erroneous reporting I mean I've, I've seen all this happen <laughs> and it and they're 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 targeted um, in the law enforcement community it's terrible here I mean one three detectives here just quit one was charged with not actually charging a rape victim and going after him for and he went so far as to start soliciting the girl he was supposed to investigate for. And now the police, the county police department's got two or three suits against it. Against it, that's huge, and because the cops are just screwing up and even become part, part, excuse me, a part of the system. Part of it. Yeah. And it's just it's rampant. It's all it's all through the whole country, and it's this electronic targeting system that takes over. And I'm I'm not telling you not to make some kind of a a report, but you know, keep it short and sweet, yeah. you know, and and yeah. brief. And right. and you can't you 
you know, you really can't expect a lot of investigating. I mean, so that's right. the case around here anyway. So, but but the fact is, yeah. you made a report, and then you know, if a pattern develops, then you got you got some argument in court. Yeah. Right, and I am going to make it brief and short, but I had a friend who was like, no, you should have not done anything because I, I have these frequencies coming in and out of my body, and one of the numbers was tied into um, one of the Pittsburgh areas, I'm not even going to say. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's really... It, it must be a lot of perps up there. There's been a lot of victims from up there. Yeah, I think there are a lot of perps up here. I really appreciate your compassion stance on that, you know, with some of the perps. But, you know, some of them just really are conscienceless. They're people without a conscience and they're sadistic. You know, I do know that to be true as well. You know, I'd like to think that, you know, some people are just desperate, and I know that is the case sometimes, but some of them really just are unconscionable too. Um, that's the, that's what I have the hardest time with, you know, with knowing that some people just really don't have a conscience. So, but... With that said, whether there's a reason, whether they have their, you know, reasons in their mind why they're doing it for desperation or whatever, it still shouldn't be happening, period, and we all know that, and it still has to be stopped, and, you know, that's that. We've got to just keep doing what we can, you know. We're, from what I understand, well, people I've talked to over the, you know, and you too, Ken, you, you've given me um, a little hope that, you know, in the, in the past 10 years, um, this community has developed such a great core group of people and and how far this uh, organization has come and how or or this group of TIs have come and how much information has gotten out there and um you know I'm just really it's very it inspires hope I have to say it makes me very hopeful when I hear how far everyone's come just in the past 10 years as far as when a target individual do you have anything to say about that Ken you know better than me because you've been here the whole time well, the information builds upon itself. It's like going to math class and you you know, you learn first the addition tables and the multiplication table and that's all we've had to do. We've had to start from scratch, you know, where is this coming from? Why am I hurting here? And now, you know, so we know a lot of things that we didn't because we all shared information, um, which seemed seemed to eventually got kinda um oppressed or whatever you want to call it, it's, it's like, you know, it just got squashed. <laughs> but it worked good for two or three years when everybody was sharing. It didn't have to It didn't have to come together and be some kind of agenda. That The fact that everybody started coming in with information, it was really, really huge. And um, then people started putting the puzzle together that, you know, they were, they were being uh, targeted electronically and, and by what particular radiological frequency and, that the electrical grid was involved, and then eventually cell phone towers and blah blah blah. So, so yeah, at least it's in the open now because it wasn't that way ten years ago. It was a matter of figuring out, well, where's this stuff? Who's doing it? Where's where's it coming from? Why? You know, and a lot of those questions can be answered now. Now the objective is to get rid of it, and you know, get the main people behind bars, you know, or in in a court. And that that should be everybody's objective is to uh, actively pursue eliminating any kind of radiological antenna, including harp system or satellites or cell phone tower radiation, um, identified, regulated, and hopefully a lot of them eliminated. And I mean, a lot of countries don't allow particular antennas of, of 
of whatever size mast and emitting whatever um, frequency of radiation, you know, near a particular area because they know it's dangerous. But not here. It's 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 just been squashed. I mean, a lot of people are trying, but they keep getting shut down. So that should be the objective because uh, it's it's altering people's consciousness. It's bothering the nervous system, making people sick. And so until that those uh, those avenues are pursued and the objective achieved in getting these uh, radiological systems, whether they're uh, called weaponry or, or whether they're just communication systems, the perps are hijacking off of and, and piggybacking off of it to run their frequencies to bother the nervous system, um, need to be identified and, you know, hopefully eliminated. Right. I didn't mean to go on so long, but <laughs> that was my first, yeah. that was in my petition, you know, eliminate and eliminate the mind control programs. And that's why I got targeted so heavily. They tried to murder me four or five times. <laughs> but I don't yeah. care. You know, this stuff's got to be done away with. And uh, why did they try to murder you? Oh, oh Lord! Two head-on collisions. One rear-end collision knocked me 65 foot up the road. Then they injected something t- in, into my op- optic nerve in my brain about three and a half years ago. Then knocked me off the bed with direct energy. I laid on the floor shaking for three weeks. Shortly after they had burned nearly whole, all my house was burned up the addition was completely gone everything else smoked up and it was freezing in there and gosh I, I i can't remember the other two or three but that's just a a part of what i've gone through um so but that's that's the way it goes you know god i'm here for a reason but so these you know it's just a fight it's a battle because um the person have been relying on this for a long time. I mean, you can go in the scriptures, and I'm not going to dwell on them, but, you know, in Acts 17 chapter, these people hired, hired vile fellows to do their their targeting and their purpose. And the Jericho was taken without a, fo- a, a shot fired. It was, done, it was done by this targeting. All they did was blow the music, the trumpets, and it's still happening today. This, this, sound technology which is disturbing the human nervous system has to be eliminated or man is just going to disappear um regardless of because the perps are so ignorant they, they don't get it and people are going to continue to get sick which is happening now and humanities is just you know gone if if people like us don't get up and speak up you know if we're called then you know i mean i feel like it's my duty to do something about it. And if I die, I die. So that's Christ in me. But I don't know what y'all's mission is, but uh, until I go, I'm going to continue to voice an opinion about getting rid of all this radiological (coughs) weaponry that is hurting people and causing people to get sick. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) You had a really great... um biblical reference about that and I really liked it. It kind of gave me a little comfort. Well, it's there. There's, I mean, it's it's been traced back. The numbering system that they've tried to put on the TIs with this 3-6 crap and it's it's just sad. And uh, But yet, in a way, it's it's not necessarily justifiable, but that's what the devil does. He looks for scapegoats. 
And he don't want to get blamed. And that's the human nature of anybody. Yeah. Don't blame me, you know, Susie did it or whatever. You know, that's just human nature. But, you know, God is still in charge, you know, and it's it's time to, you know, seek it and witness it. And because this stuff is the worst genocide done to man. I was thinking it that today. It's, it is the most heinous thing that's ever existed. I mean, it is, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that we're, I don't know if you guys consider it worse than concentration camps, but in a way it is because... This can go on for we don't even know how long, and there's so many other people being affected, and so I really don't know. I mean, it is comparable to concentration camps, but I don't want to say it's worse. I don't know what your opinion is on it. It's just so scary because it started so long ago, and really, when I'm reading, I started reading this book last night en route to um, Global Occupation occupation it's a scary thing and because there's so many rich people involved in this and yeah. they think <laughs> i'm just watching this movie with nicole kidman and everybody thinks they're going to live in utopia if they all think the same way if they all are chipped and they're all mind controlled and everybody thinks the same way everybody can live in utopia mm. well that's not really we know how it is and we're fighting this thing that's that's not allowing us to even enjoy our lives. No, it's bizarre. Right. I and it has uh, to go back to the early '40s, and I see evidence it of it all the time. I mean, you know, I see the name relations. Like for instance, I mean, God shows me what's going on in the past, present, and future. I don't know how to explain it, but I can, I can walk through a store and show you the purse, one out of a hundred. And I, I don't know why, but anyway, so, you know, I see, I often read the obituary. Y'all might just think this is crazy, but you'll see it, you know. And, you know, for instance, well, I gave an example about three weeks ago, you know. Suddenly, everybody, there was um, going to be a group rising up against the oil drilling out here here in the Atlantic. And I thought, well, this is going to be interesting. I know the perps are behind this. And sure enough, the, about five or six or seven of us that got together, and I, I decided to go down there and... And guess what their names are? Now, we're dealing with water. You know, stop oil drilling in the Atlantic. We called it soda pop. Stop oil drilling in the Atlantic. So who are the names of the main people down there? Stir Gill, Gill like a fish. I miss Furlong, you know, a measurement in the water. Um, oh, there were two or three others. And I thought, this is all this is all generated by, by the perps. They put... They're actually putting this together, and I, I see it all the time, and it's like, wow, you know, this system just really has people befuddled and controlled from a long time ago. I mean, these people were older, I mean, 50 and 60 years old, and I kind of eventually brought it up at about three or after our third or fourth meeting, they just, they just kind of shook their head. It was like they finally figured it out, you know, and and uh, but they're still they're still active. Oh yeah, and the, and the one main leader she went to Washington, and and she had previous work on a on an oil well. What was her name? Oh well, how 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 oil well? Is this coincidence? No, these people have been targeted, and their names. You know, they the perps have worked off their names to escape accountability, and you will see it. All the time in, in nearly every situation, except for people who really understand what's going on, then they then they get it. 
Like, um, so it's a big game to the perps. They use people, and um, they're they're using numbers and letters to fit in these computer programs and orchestrate the actions of people. Hmm. That's you wild. Know, ain't go it? Back, you know, you know, to go back just a little bit about a conversation. You know, you know, the one concentration camps were horrible. You know, but they were overt. People stopped it. People were horrified by what was going on. And in some ways, this is worse because it's covert. People don't really know what's going on. And can you imagine the response of people if they knew? I think about that a lot. I, rem- I, I imagine their response would be nothing because 95% aren't going through what a lot of us are going through who are microchipped and got have been poisoned with radiological substance, substances. I think people are more human. I think if they knew undeniably, and it could be proven, that we were going through this, there would be a revolt. There would. I just think people would be horrified, just like they were about the concentration camps. Well, if they were in their right mind, but if they're being targeted, they're not. And a lot of people are comprom- compromising their own, what do you call it, their morals. And the system does that. Yeah. But it, with the general populace, if they knew and they were not being affected, they would be horrified. And I believe that wholeheartedly because I don't. If the general populace can't even get mad at Hillary Clinton for not obeying the law and backing those Benghazi diplomats. And Does anyone else have an opinion on that? <laughs> I want to hear. Cause to me, I, if I heard that this was happening to human beings and the extent of how, because you know, I hear all you guys and these horrific stories and. If some, if I heard about that, that this was going on in the privacy of people's home, and children were being raped, and women were being, uh, you know, obliterated and practically abused electronically, and men, you know, I mean, I would be horrified. I would want it stopped. I would want justice. That's just me, though. Because you're a good person, and so many people are so busy with their lives and making money and trying yeah. to go to their social events and. They take time. They'll take a little time once in a while to help you out. But as you know, they, um, you know, it's not them. So deep down, I think in people's minds, and even even myself, when I would hear about people uh, on the verge of suicide or that's important. Or you Gosh, I got to figure out what's coming from. What you said was pretty powerful there, though, and I wish. Let's see where the noise is coming from. You want to say that again, Angie? Um, even people that, you know, I would hear about, and I only heard about it once, and I only heard about it right before it happened to me, um, about there was some guy in Pittsburgh who was stalked and committed suicide, and I, and I was like, what? And, you know, and after I thought about it, I thought, you know, people that, they must have done something really, really bad. Somebody, they must have done something really wrong for something like that to happen. And I think that people don't believe that innocent people really are targeted. Um, Innocent people just trying to do good or trying to tell the truth. I I think that they don't understand how bad it hurts. Difficult to understand something if you haven't really experienced it. Right. Yeah, I think silent holocaust. Oh boy, um, I think silent holocaust is actually a good uh, way to explain it. Although we were popping up 
noise. Don't know what we're going to do about that noise. If someone's making noise, can you please star six? It just sounds like an echo. It sounds like a perpy thing. Sometimes it's a speakerphone. Um, anyways, no, I lost my train of thought, which is usually the point. Um, anyways, I don't even know what we were discussing. Well, I think I think what you bring up is is a great idea, Ella. I mean, you're you're touching on something that really needs to be uh, pursued more and give people an outlet to help. And there hasn't really been a credible outlet where, you know, such as Samaritan's Purse or whatever, you know, where they can they can help. Um, so that, that, that's, that would be another great object, uh, objective or, or goal, you know, is to have some kind of a, a credible trust established or whatever foundation where people could at least, you know, send in, uh, either money or their volunteer or to a cross crisis line or whatever. So that's my opinion about that. I think that is an international organization, like an international trust. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, or even just one in the, Amer- the Americas here for tar- for targeted individuals that would benefit them either by providing money or lobbying the politicians or uh, a health center or qualified medical personnel who really know what's going on and can help, blah, 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 whatever. So that would be a big step. You know, if there was a honest treasure, a foundation that was that that their name could be put on, say uh, your tel- your telephone call or Dave Dave sign or whatever. But um, so that that would may actually create some more opportunities to really you know make a movement on getting this stuff stopped. Anyway, that's just an idea I got. I think it's a good, a good idea. idea. I do always, uh, I like, I, I trust Shelly. I mean, I think Shelly, she doesn't even have, she won't even, like, take money, but she needs to put a donate button on there. Um, she does. She will take money if you, you know, talk to her and get her, you know, her PayPal account. But I trust her to do, uh, to, I trust her without money. And I know it gets used for the, you know, the purposes that, uh, for the betterment of the TI community. And it does take money to do activism. I mean, I spend a lot of money on activism. Sure. No, but I'm in a situation, at least right now, you never know what the future is going to hold, but today I have access to some financial help and support, you know. And um, I put, I give money like to people like um, Todd Giffen, you know. I donate money to him because he's out there and he doesn't have anything. And I believe in this kid so much what he does. You know, he's so passionate about it. He's such a great activist. He cares so much about stopping this. He is just determined till the day he dies to be, you know, to do the right thing and, and to try to get this stopped. And he does big things, you know, as well as Tyrone. I know he does big things as well. And, um, you know, helping people, we need to really keep our community afloat. Well, I mean, that that process has been going on for some years amongst us TIs. All, I mean, we can't give up. we got to do little by little. My belief is that something's got to give. We have to keep chipping, 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 chipping away. We've got the, the Gibraltar, you know, in front of us. We have a huge rock in front of us, 
and we're chipping at away. This is the way I feel. We're chipping away at it very slowly, you know, and maybe some days a little more quickly. Today I felt like we made some progress because media is the way. We have to get this out on media. You know, going to, I'm still going to go to city council. I'm still going to go approach congressmen. I'm still going to do all of that. But media is so powerful. So I'm really, if I can even get some people helping me make some calls for him or investigating in his in West uh, Virginia where he'll be tomorrow, um, maybe some other outlets as well. Because I had such a positive response today. I just was determined. I just said, until I talk to a person, I'm going to keep calling back. I went on and I looked up alternative phone numbers for some of these places until I got a person. And I couldn't believe how people were so receptive. I was so happy to have that kind of reception today. And, it, and I, didn't, I didn't approach it like some TI that I was a TI. I just said, hey, I met this great guy, and um, he's walking across America. And, you know, and I kept it very, you know, kind of, I just said it's about abuses going on in the government and elsewhere. And he's trying to get this, you know, he's trying to get media attention for it. And this is why he's walking across America. You know, and people were very receptive today. I was very happy about that. So, and, it, and I don't know the next time we're going to have a TI who's going to walk across America. I mean, this definitely is worth covering and it's interesting to the media. So, yeah. you know, and he's doing okay, guys. I was really worried about things that would happen to him along the yeah. way. It hasn't been easy for him, but he seems to be doing okay. I don't know if I could do it. I, I don't. <laughs> I know I couldn't do it right now. No, I know My I couldn't energy level. <laughs> I mean, our health gets so sabotaged. I'm like... Mm-hmm. On a good day, I have a tenth of the energy and stamina that I used to, and that's on a good day. You know, I'm not sure how other people's targeting is, but, you know, I'm like a fragment of the person. But you know what? I still have one determined as hell, excuse me, Ken, <laughs> for, you know, I'm so determined. My mental my mental mm-hmm. drive is still there. You know, I still have a voice. I can still call, and, you know, so I'm just glad that, you know, I have some faculties available. So. Um, I don't mean to talk about myself right now, and I know, uh, but maybe you guys can help me. I was told that the police were going to be here by before 8 o'clock to talk to me about this little subject with the phone. But um, I'm wondering if they are going to come at all since I didn't give this one detective your phone number, Ella. Um, I um, would follow up with a phone call. That's all. It's a simple uh, phone call. Just call the same number you called and say, um, I was expecting a police officer here at this time. Can you follow up? Are they on their way? And that's all I, it takes. Yeah. You know forward. what? I did that about an hour ago, and there was no answer at the police station. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> but it is Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's Pittsburgh. It's busy. They got some crime there. So, you know, they were too busy to even to really talk to her when they went down there. It's not like that where I live. They got all day to talk to you. So. There was four people there that weren't doing much, you know. Um, I think they could have. I think no. I mean, think they know. Don't you just know. don't know it hurts. <laughs> and when the guy upstairs, that's who's doing it. Stop. Stop hurting me, that's all. To lay your weapon down. <laughs> lay your weapon down. <laughs> that's it. But, um, but have- I have a little passage in this book. Um, it's when I'm, I, Robert Duncan is like the Bible of T is, t- is information for me as far as targeting goes. Um, and so I was reading something in here today about what is being done and what has been tried to bring awareness to the general public. And it talks about, and I believe I'm going to continue to do these things, um, 
Groups and individuals have tried billboards, newspaper advertisements, protests, petitions, world courts, testimony to the Senate Intelligence Committee, television shows, news, radio, flyers, Internet, books, movies, etc. Some legal strategies and even some illegal strategies have been tried, including spree killings like Aaron Alexis. And so then it goes on to this. It says, how long did it take to give African-American human, human rights? And it took a long time. You know, it took a while. How long did it take to allow women to vote in the U.S.? I mean, I was part of a knitting group. Don't laugh, guys, but I really love knitting. Um, I was in a knitting group, and some of these women were 90 years old. And this is just this is just um, to kind of explain, and you guys all know this, I'm sure. I'm just reminding you. Um, you know, everyone's smart in this group, so um, it just takes a little time sometimes. You know, especially when something's you know not visible. And um, and it said, how long did it, how long did it take to allow women to vote in the U.S.? And these women that were 90 years old that I was knitting with, I'm like the little kid there. Um, you know, they were like, I remember we couldn't even wear pants. Someone speaking? You know, they couldn't wear pants, they couldn't vote. I couldn't believe how much change has occurred, you know, in since my generation. You know, and to hear that these women who I'm knitting with lived in this time where they could couldn't wear, you know, pants to school and they couldn't vote and they basically had to stay at home. So a lot can happen in the course of forty, fifty years, you know, so but it took a lot of work and a lot of voices and a lot of people who refused to tolerate it. And that's what, you know, that's where I am. And it said, uh, change and understanding is a slow process. It is also difficult when politicians will not risk anything to better the morals and ethics of their tax base unless you get money or votes from it. Before you were a TI, would you have believed someone who told you this was happening? It was a clever tactic used by the Germans in World War II to take people away slowly so a revolt, revolt can occurred. As one CIA agent says, the Nazis didn't lose the war, they just had to move. It is not about the Jews now, it is something much more complex and evil. Many TIs make the mistake to only talk to people who know about the technology and topic. This really doesn't do any good. The point is to raise awareness to those who don't know, make them care, and then make them act for the protection of these very important human rights. It will take creative, simultaneous, well-organized, worldwide events that are nonviolent and global. Let me switch the page here. Um, the global collective consciousness. Mass media can be a joke and controlled in every country. They make themselves irrelevant. So, you know, basically, you know, as you guys, I'm sure, surmise that it's it takes bad advice. It's bad advice. That's what it is. If a TI goes and tells um, something about what's going on, about this targeting technology to somebody that don't know, they could easily get thrown in jail or committed. Well, you don't say that you're – when I go out, I don't say I'm a target. I talk to people. I just say, this is going on, and I wanted you to know about it. And I, and I give them a quick education about it. And um, I even go into the mind control technology because it's a fact. This really has been going on. And, you know, and some people are kind of familiar with it. Like when you talk to the older you know, generations, they know something about, you know, uh, the Stasi uh, campaign and what happened in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, did I say that right? Guantanamo? Guantanamo? Help me out. Guantanamo Bay. 
thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they're familiar. They're actually they know more than I expected. Some of them. You know, I'm more in a progressive state. I'm in Oregon, so maybe that helps. But you know, I don't mention that I'm a TI though, Ken. That's yeah. All. Well, I mean, I on the doors, when there's opportunity. I I talk about it and tell them too. And um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's happened. It happens more and more now. But uh, you know, you you do have to use some discernment. You know about who well, you're yes, you do. You do. You've got to use discernment. I mean, I'm more willing to talk to strangers than I am to my own family for obvious reasons. You know, number one, it's difficult. And number two, you know, I don't necessarily want them worried about me, you know, because um, I, I don't know what they can actually do to help me. I'd love my husband to believe me, but I definitely don't spend every day trying to convince him because that became futile, I noticed. So, because um, for a person that lives with you, they can't even do anything about it. It's like it's twice as hard for them to admit it to themselves because then they're put in a position to be responsible and to protect you. So I believe that's part of the problem when it comes to our family. That and the, the whole mind control thing. It's not that difficult probably to, you know, sway a person around us. So, anyways. Um, but if, um, okay, so if I gave this guy your number and he called you would you tell him that i was a ti well considering the whole picture i probably wouldn't i would keep it on topic about what we were discussing earlier that this might be a stalking situation which obviously it is i may not bring up gang stalking or anything like that it depends on the conversation went but more than likely i was stick to the fact that someone else's name is showing up on your phone we did a little research. This is the man. He may live above you, and we're concerned. We need to know who lives above you or know where this person is and how, why their number is coming up on your phone. I keep it pretty simple. Right. But Thank you. What about you, Ken? What do you think? Is that good advice? Is that good well, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know the whole history behind the, the complaint here, what's going on. Well, you just really got to be careful. I mean, about you know, a lot of this system is trying to get neighbor to blame neighbor, neighbor or or friend to blame friend, blah blah blah. But in, I mean, I've actually seen. I think I got a glimpse of how they do it. Is is it appears that there's a big satellite or a big light in the sky, and I kind of caught it by chance. I just went out there to see. Well, just where are these guys coming from? I don't know if I was getting bothered so much or what. And uh, I mean, I, I stopped doing that a lot for a long time, and I thought tonight I got to figure this out. This is this is about a year ago, and um, sure enough, it was right behind my neighbor's trailer. And I thought, well, what's the reason for that? You know, up in the sky, about 15 degrees off the horizon, not far away. And then I thought, oh, so they can see all the action within, say, two residences and manipulate all the activity of those particular occupants to try to distrust each other or blame each other or whatever. So that's what I got out of it. Now, I know that sounds maybe kind of far-fetched, but I've seen... It doesn't sound far-fetched to me, Ken. I'll validate your... Okay. All right. But... um, that that's I, I, so that's what I thought. So they're using electromagnetic waves, you know, to, and they would have a better view, in my opinion, you know, having those houses or residents kind of lined up, you know, from where they position their satellite, and dictate what they wanted to do on with their their frequencies or their energy. The and stuff. So, yeah, you never I know. I can't prove that. I mean, but 
you know, a lot of things I say end up being right. So <laughs> I mean, that mm-hmm. could be, you know, could be could be there. They may just be above there using that that energy off that electrical light fixture above you, you know, that's got the ground wire going to it and running a frequency through it and at the same time bothering the occupant up there. But unless unless some heavy-duty energy is coming through one of the walls or a ceiling, and I don't know your particular situation, but I've actually experienced this one day in a motel room, <laughs> a hotel room, then, you know, there's, you know, a good possibility that person's not involved. But, boy, I tell you, if there is somebody close by doing something with one of them scanners or whatever through the walls, you'll know it because that stuff is strong. And um, it, so that's my opinion about that. I was doing a little research, more research on shielding because it seems like something we're always trying to get at. And um, um, some of the things that came up were um, maybe developing shelters for shielding, like having like a place that TIs could go that were um, insulated with uh, aluminum siding or something. Like that was an interesting idea. Um, and uh, signal jammers, of course. Uh, does anyone know if like those signal jammers work like the people used to use for cops back in the 80s or 90s? Do those work? I, I never used them. Never used any of those. Um, and then uh, the body electricity scramblers, that could be interesting. You know, that's a good idea. I hope that some development comes in that area. Um, let's see. And, of course, the the clothing from EMF, I find that effective. One bit, of, one, two times I can remember that I had um, a certain period of, periods of peace in the last 15 years. One, I was at the recycle center where you drop your garbage off in the mountains, and I was next to a granite rock wall. Hmm. And I kept, I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> I stayed there. I know they wondered, what is he doing over there? You know, I thought, oh, my God, there's peace, you know. And I just kind of hung around there for 10 or 15 minutes enjoying it. And uh, actually, there's a third time I was in a valley in a gorge which I used to get peace all the time in the Nantahala Gorge. It's like a deep, deep gorge. And uh, I got peace down in that gorge quite a bit. And then there's, um, I was getting targeted so bad one day off this fishing pier. I thought, my God, I can't take this no more. It had been about two or three hours. And I thought, you know, I think I'll go down to the end. And my targeting completely left. And I thought, why is that? And then I, then I, then I figured out why is the electricity ended two-thirds of the way down and on their poles and the light would just shine at the end. So the electricity ended. So I was probably 40 or 50. All I know is all my targeting ended and I had some peace. And uh, So so I don't know. My, my theory is less is best. I don't want to, certainly don't want to provide no communications equipment in spite of it jamming anything for them to just piggyback off and do something else with so. Mm-hmm. That's probably good advice. That's good advice because I hear about the tens unit, the tens unit. Yeah. But then I heard that can also amplify the signals they're sending. So you know, you always hear information, disinformation. And I don't know which one's which. Well, so, I told y'all yeah. what I did about three months ago. I put metal all around this building, and it was awful. You can't, you know. I really ought to bring this up right now for you know whoever's technically listening. 
you know, and concerned about shielding is, you know, the grounding thing isn't, you know, all as good as it's made out to be. Because when you start grounding stuff, you're suddenly inhibiting the the natural fields around you. Well, I and, sleep and that's I... kind of what I did, you know. And I thought, and then I experimented with it. I, you know, I tried grounding everything. I tried <laughs> using different grounds, copper rods, all that stuff, you know. Laid them sideways, throw them in, put them in the ground eight foot, blah, blah, blah. And um, I thought, Jesus, criminy. You know, it's actually blocking the good fields because, you know, the earth's got this natural field. And I thought, crud, I can't take this. And, of course, the perps are probably, I'm sure they were working off of it just as bad, and that made it worse because then they can kind of, you know, the microwaves start bouncing off all the metal and everything. And yeah. But then again, you can walk in some of the, the buildings that are tin and um, get a little relief. But... Um, so I don't know. I tried everything, and I, it didn't didn't work for me. But I I did come to find out grounding. You know, just you know, you don't want to stop the good fields. You know, we need them. You know what I'm it, getting? I'm getting texts from people saying they're trying to get on our call and they can't. And this has been going on since I started my call. That's concerning to me. Saying that they're putting in the pin number, or they're putting in the um, code number and the pin number, and they're not able to get through. I'm hearing water drops. Sounds like a cell phone texting or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'll give it a give it a minute here. Well, I'm going to get off you guys. Okay, y'all are doing good. Keep it up. God thanks, bless you. Thanks so much. Does anybody have any uh, knowledge of TalkShoe and why that might be happening, why people can't get on? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to go into one of the technical shows because this has been going on like a couple of weeks now because this is my calls have been going on a couple of weeks and I'm getting and I'm even texting a girl right now. And didn't you say you were trying to call from the other phone and it wasn't going in? Yeah, for about 15 minutes. Okay, something's going on with my call. Hmm. Okay, Gloria got on. That's good. Yeah, people are telling me they're having difficulty logging on to the chat, so... Yeah, so, well, I know I have a friend on, so I just want to say hi to her. You don't you don't have to say anything if you don't want to, but I'll just say hi to you. So I'm glad one person got on. Yeah. Hi, it's Gloria. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, and as I'm sitting here listening, they're just really talking to me bad. They don't want me to listen to the show. Oh. So I'm trying to cover, so I'm just trying to cover up to keep from feeling this stuff, you know. Of course. Yeah. Actually, I, I had a up. question. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, my, my, I, I just want to know what you guys think about this. Um, there are shows like um, on YouTube, like Alex Jones, um, Pete Santilli, of course, Dr. Robert Hall. I think he has a, a, a live show. I think he does. I'm not sure. But anyway, my, my question is, my question is, um, what do you guys think about going on their YouTube channel and posting comments about what is happening. And I mean the ones, the the, the shows that have the, the highest hits, you know what I mean, so that a lot of people could see it. And that's something that I started doing because YouTube refused to allow me to upload videos. I tried to, you know, put information out about what's happening with me and where where it's coming from and, you know, 
um, the people, let the people know that I know who they are. Um, so YouTube stopped allowing me, you know, to upload my uh, my videos whenever I talk about it. So what I do is I go to the shows on YouTube that has the highest uh, subscribers, and I, po- and I and I post things. So I'm thinking if if a lot of TIs do that, um, that would definitely get information out. You know, uh, that mo- not just one person is experiencing this. Because what I'm thinking now is that there's so many people being added to this database and to this system of torture, you know, every hour, I would say. You know, there, there, it's, it's many who are being added now. And if we can go on and we can just, you know, just, just put something up that's exposed some of these things, um, I just think that that might help. Uh, that's my thought. But I don't know what you guys, I want to know what you guys think about that. I think it's actually a really great idea. I, I, you'd mentioned that we were talking the other day, and you brought that up, and I thought that was a really good idea. Um, yeah. Like maybe even posting some websites. Like you know, we have so many websites now. We really do. Um, right. The ones that we really like that come across very articulate and intelligent, and um, that aren't too conspiracy, right. you know, seeming because that sometimes puts people off, or we kind of lose believability if we fall into that category of. You know, it is a conspiracy, sort of, but it's a conspiracy fact, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to go on to YouTube and some of these bigger shows and just say, um, you should, you should ch- they should have, you know, targeted individuals on this show. Check out right. targeted or check out directed energy weapons app, blah, blah, blah. Yes. We should have, like, yes, a team of people. We should have a team of people right. that, you know, going exactly. on. Yeah, yeah, huh? exactly. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Some people are more comfortable being on the computer and doing that type of work. You know, I like to be out there, you know, me, I like to talk, I like to be on the phone, I like to be on these conference calls, you know, I like to talk. Right. You know, and I like right. To talk to <laughs> you do a great job, Alex. Keep it up. You do oh, a great see, job. <laughs> Gloria is one of the first people I met when I became a tar when I realized I was a targeted individual, <laughs> which was only four oh. months ago. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, I just adored you, and I was like, wow, there's really wonderful, really good people in this group, you know, and I was just so blessed and lucky to have met you. And Oh, you know, thank you. Thank you. Really same, with, same with you. Same with you, Ella. really lifted me up. We have tough days, and we support each other and give words of encouragement and share words, you know, from the Bible and beliefs and you know it's you know it's wonderful i'm so happy that we have a group of people yes. that we can speak with and that we can share with and um exactly. it really, really helps you know i remember i was right. at dd hall and uh dd hall put me in touch with you she told me oh i know a woman in portland and that was you and um mm-hmm. um so yeah that was you know that was a really and then i went to Two days later was an Oregon support group, and so, you know, just three days later I was at a support group with you and met a group of people from Oregon, and, uh, you know, I really hope that there's going to be more support groups in other parts of the country. I think they're really beneficial. You get a lot more done. You know, I don't know. We get a lot done on these calls, but it's really powerful to actually be face-to-face and be working together and discussing and sitting next to each other at a table, too. Right. That's true. 
exist. And and I found that most uh, targeted individuals, they're really good people. They're really good people. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if, if um, the evil that's in the world and what these people are doing and the ones that they recruit to do the targeting, uh, they're just the scum of the earth. They're the scum, the, the maggots, the, you know, just the total evil of the world you know, of this world, and they're targeting the good, and it's just really sad. It really is. Yeah, and Ken Lee, who was on earlier, he, he reminded me, he said, you know, some people that actually do the targeting are are targeting themselves or they're desperate, and it was good for me to hear that just because, you know, sometimes I really get into this polarity thing of, you know, really good people, and then there's these horrible monsters, you know. And so I have to remember, I mean, I have been exposed to people that I didn't know exist. You know, I didn't know that anybody could do this to a human being. It was I, it was beyond me, and I think, you know, I don't know, I talked about it every day once I met another, you know, were, were put in contact with other TIs. It, it was so hard for me to even fathom that someone can do this to you. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I'm actually surprised about the organizations that put people in these programs. I'm finding out more, you know, because every day I'm on the phone and every day I'm talking to people and doing research, and um, I discover that even, you know, some of these universities are putting people in the program, the universities themselves. I was aware Absolutely. of the fact that when people were having their frequencies read, that some of these frequencies, when reversed, were going back to um, universities. Um, can I get it out, Lillian? What's that? Oh, no, put on cornbread. No, I don't. Are you trying to say something? Can you guys hear her? I think she's talking to someone else, I think. Okay. But she um, probably doesn't you realize she's going not. In the background. Can you please star six? Okay. That seems to have fixed itself. So, um, as we were saying... Um, that's the thing about the noise. It kind of distracts you from the topic. But um, so, yeah, I've come to the conclusion or I found out some information today that these universities are doing it as well, putting people in the program. So, Well, you, well, well, you know, I think, Taylor, um, I think it goes back to the MK Ultra And these people um, who are doing a lot of it too, they're um, doing it for whatever reason to uh, – it it is connected to uh, some portion of the MK Ultra and mind control, and the brain initiative that um, uh, whatever they're trying to do in the government. It's a brain initiative uh, law, I think, or something, or, or whatever. Um, so I think a lot of these people think they're doing really good for the government, you know, because of that. And from what I did find out even today about some of these universities, they're working with some of these black ops groups. They're working. Oh, in- yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it was, it was hard for me to wrap my brain around that, you know. But there's always something every day that I discover about these programs and associated groups and associated programs that, you know, it's it's yes. to wrap your mind around it. So, I know. Um, yeah. So, um, how's your job going? I know one of the things we were just talking about shielding right before you called, and I actually was going to bring you up that you work in a basement, and you have found yes. working in a basement. Yeah, it's oh. the well, it's not actually in a basement, but well, it's kind of below, it's kind of below the ground. So I guess I could say it's a basement, but but it's not actually a basement. It's slanted down. 
you know, down the hill because the, when you go to the third floor, that's actually the ground level. <laughs> so I guess it is. I'm on second floor. So, but but the thing is, is that on my job, what they have done is they have created a bogus uh, business um, directly above where I work. And I asked them, you know, I said, could you tell me the name of this uh, business that just moving, that's moving here? And then they said it was Creative Languages because the building itself is for, um, for interpreters, you know, that come uh, to go online and help people that need, you know, help with other languages. So, so they created a bogus uh, business just above where I work, which is the, um, the uh, Muscular Dystrophy Association. And the first week I started, oh my God, it was like oh, like the like the other other uh, brother was saying, peace. You know, it's like oh my God, is this this how it's really supposed to be when you're <laughs> not targeted? You know, I felt so good. I know you and called me. I think that the, night or the next night, and you're like, oh my God, I know what it's like now. And then you're like, yeah. well, there's a little bit of noise moving in, but you were yeah, really exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and then slowly they started, um, you know, adding things, and they were hammering up directly over my head. And the supervisor said, "Gloria, I know you're having a hard time concentrating with all that noise." And uh, sure enough, uh, they set up all these offices just above me. And today, they hit me in the head, they hit me in my leg, they burned my feet. So it's getting mm-hmm. bad now because because they have moved above directly above me. Yeah, that's what happens to me too. Yeah. Yeah, but I just yep. I'm staying here till probably November. But after that, yeah, <laughs> anybody knows anybody that has a place to rent from <laughs> from my hometown? Let me know. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's concerning. It is. You know, I don't know. Some people are coming in. All of a sudden, we've had like an influx of people onto the call. Oh, I have a dear friend. Alone, I, I keep hearing a dripping noise on my phone, so I'll, I'll Let me to try later. to figure out where it's coming from. Um, I wanted to kind of give um, some information to the people that joined us. Okay. Is the dripping still going on? Stop your dripping, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so... Um, and I had discussed this app that's been very helpful. Uh, and if anybody wants to call me, since I have this app on my phone, um, I can tell you whether or not someone else's name, like if your phone has been uh, on for a while. But I know all that screaming. Is that about, you see how you can't really be a pop of thing, taking you away from the business, giggly laughing. A class act, I don't find any of those class acts. I think all these aggressions were a were are you trying to join the conversation, or are you talking to someone else? I'm trying to figure out who it is. Let me see. Where is Maybe it's in Indiana. Was I right that quickly? Wow, I'm getting good at this. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what state, what voice do I not recognize? <laughs> okay, did not recognize hers. So, um, anyways, when you guys phone me, you know, oftentimes, as I've mentioned to some of you, call me personally, I'll let you know that someone else's name is showing up. And so... Oh, that's a uh, good idea. Good idea. 
And so with Angela, I know you just joined the call, Gloria. Um, Angela had phoned me last night from her second phone, her secondary phone, and some other name came up. And so wow. I know. So I said I didn't recognize, you know, some other name came up. And so uh, she said, are you kidding me? So I screenshotted it to prove that when she called, someone else's name came up. And so we got on the phone together. It was like midnight. It was late last night. We were trying to work this out and figure it out. And uh, and then the name that came up was very unique. So I did a little search, and there was only one in the United States, and he'd been in prison in 2004 for rape. Wow. Yes. And then I sent oh. the picture over to Angie, and she's like, it looks like the guy who lives upstairs. Yeah, it wow. freaked me out because I am in so much pain all the time, and he looks down every time I look at him. And yeah, I actually, looked at him today, and I it was really, yeah. And I went to the police. Alice said, maybe you should do that. And I did. They just kind of blew me off. And um, I wanted to make a report, but um, they said they would come by tonight, but nobody did. So <laughs> just, uh, wow. I it's important not to bring up the whole TI thing, just to bring up the fact that, there's someone else's name coming up. This is who we found associated with this name that's showing up. Just in case, you know, just so it's on record. You know, sometimes it's good to have exactly. a record, a paper trail. Sometimes it is. Exactly. We and, have and to another, be ex, ex, Exactly, Ella. And another, another thing I just wanted to add also is that um, in your browser, whichever browser you use, Sometimes you can find different email addresses um, that would show when you try to enter your email address somewhere, uh, because you know your browser will save uh, you know the history of the emails that have been entered. I have found weird, strange email addresses um, that come up when I try to enter my email, and that's another that's another good uh, way of knowing indicator. that somebody's yes, it's an indicator. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because you know, But it is, when it, we do have a little bit of proof, I'm of the mindset, if you're careful of what you say, don't sound outrageous, um, that it is okay just to get it on paper, you know, just to have this paper trail going. Um, so if something happens, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, Angie made this report about being stalked. You know, I just said, keep right. it simple. You know, that there's a man who has been convicted of rape, and this is the name that's tied to it. And, you know, that way if something happens, you know, there's something there to go on. Exactly. Exactly. But they will make a report for me. Well, I, I'm not going to give up. You know, I'm going to help you tomorrow. I'm going to help you okay. tomorrow. So I'll call the guy, the detective that you said, give him, you know, what I told him, tell him how I went about finding out, and, you know, tell him about this app I have, and, um, you know, Maybe if I talk to him, I can kind of, kind of, you know. But you do live in Pittsburgh, you know, and there's a little more going on there. So. Right. Yeah. Oh. So, it's yeah, there's all there's be tomorrow, I guess. Thanks. Thank you. Ella, very much. Ella I, think, I think my phone's going to go out because my battery um, has been draining really fast, so I'm going to have to charge it. I'm going to stay on until it goes out, but it's about to go out. So okay. I just wanted to let you know that. Yeah. Okay. So I know you didn't just disappear. <laughs> yeah. So. I know about, we all know about our phone, at least a good portion of us know how quickly a battery can be drained. So. Yes. And what I had to do today, though, I had to I had to reset my phone. I reset it and cleared a lot of stuff out that way. Uh, although, you know, when you reset, you, you, you're 
you have you run the risk of deleting some things you might not want to delete. But I had to do it myself because it was getting outrageous, really outrageous, to the point where they would uh, uh, do stuff to my alarm to keep me from getting up on time to go to work, make me late for work. And so yeah. I've got to get the I got to get the old fashioned alarm now. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's interesting that you say that. Yeah, yeah, they do. Me. Definitely happened to me. Or my phone goes off at like, it used to, this doesn't happen a long time, but my phone would go off the time at four in the morning as opposed to eight in the morning. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. As if sleeping okay. is, a, <laughs> you know, easy to come by or anything. So. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I hope, you know, tomorrow we'll definitely get in touch with them and we'll, do, you know, we have to follow up, definitely follow okay. up with that. You know, because if the guy is living above you, that's not, that's a concerning factor. So, yeah, it, it. I just would like to know if it's not him, if he's around this area, and who, you know, why is it his name on the phone? That's all. I don't want to yeah. make a big deal about it. Just well, at the very, very least, since he is a sexual, a, a convicted sexual predator, he's going to be. We should actually be able to find him online. I don't know how it is in Pittsburgh, but they have to be listed online. I don't state to state. In our state, if there is a sexual predator living within your area, you can go online and you can. Um, it's listed. Right. So you know that might be one. I way thought that was only person. child. Child, though. I guess it's and any anybody. Adults. I thought that was only child sexual predator. But here, it's any sexual predator. Oh, okay. Anyone with a sexual, uh, I don't know the terminology, um, as someone who is charged with uh, sexual misconduct. Um, mm. or, yeah. Wow. So they might have that in you know Pennsylvania, and maybe that's what we can do tonight. Mm. Research <laughs> a little bit. Um, so um, I'd like to hear from some other people. Does anybody else want to feel like uh, speaking tonight? Maybe not. If that's the case, um, maybe I will read a little bit more from this book I have. I'd love to hear um, any more, um, any ideas. Has anyone tried any shielding this week that they found um, to be helpful? Because I did try um, these grounding bracelets, and they seem to help. And I don't know if other people... um, feel that to be true as well. Um, do you know, Angela, or anybody else know anything about that? I mean, I heard no. Ted had a good opinion. He really did. He had a good opinion. And, and something simple that, you know, I thought you knew already, Angie, was the fan. Um, just having a fan facing you mm-hmm. disrupts frequencies. So that's something most everybody has one of those, and I, I, I find them very effective, and it's been proven mm-hmm. to be effective too. Um, and then another simple, inexpensive thing is earplugs. You know, just either the swimmer, Lonnie told me about that. Most people know who Lonnie is, and I found that works really, really well. Um, so those are two very inexpensive things that most people have around the house. So um, anyways, anybody want to give any input on that? That's a I haven't tried the bracelet. I would love to try it. I'm going to. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I got them. Yeah, earthing.com. That's where I got them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have some, there's some good sites out there. There really is. 
I'm dealing with sleep deprivation in such a hardcore way. It's terrible. I'm going to get a sleep study done, but like, they're fucking giving me three hours of sleep a night. Oh, brother. I know. Yeah, I know you're really tired. I talked to you this morning, Corey. You were yeah. really, really tired. This is unreal, this shit. Yeah, and I know you sleep in, you sleep with earbuds in, and you listen to, you take Dr. John Hall's recommendation um, with the yeah. binaural beats, and um, you sleep with your earbuds in. So Yeah, yeah. It helps a little bit. He's got bit. great advice. He's got fantastic advice, so. And the more your body is depleted and the more nano you have, it's so hard to to get your rest. And the more you need rest, I mean, our body just, I think if I didn't sleep, I'd be dead. So Yeah, you feel that way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's very hard to be effective. It's hard to think clearly. It's hard to function well. Um, it really is. Um, yeah. But we're lucky if we have a good night's sleep, so... But I have to say, I'll admit that sometimes it's even, I didn't realize I was taking 20 milligrams sometimes. I'll take 20 milligrams of melatonin, which is ridiculous. I don't suggest anyone do that. But if anyone gets really desperate for sleep, you know. Um, but you do need to take it early in the night because it does take time. I would say 10. Start with 10 milligrams at the most. And um, so if you take it, you have to take it earlier because it takes a while for your for your body to process it. So around, depending on what time you want to go to sleep, I would suggest like 8 o'clock around that time. You know, some people go to bed later, but when you have kids like me, you get up on the earlier side. So um, maybe two hours before you're ready to go to bed. And then, um, um, yeah, and then sometimes if I wake up in the middle of the night and if it's not too late, I might take another, you know, a small one, you know, Um uh, like a small milligram just to sleep through the night. But, you know, everyone has different ideas about sleep and what works. And, um, so, Corey, I wish we could solve your sleeping dilemma. I know it's been ongoing. We should get more talkers. Maybe someone could suggest something that we haven't. Yeah, exactly. Who stopped background noise? Can somebody star six? I have bank background noise, so I apologize. So, does anybody, I don't know, let's see if someone puts something on the chat. Corey, have you tried some of the older sleeping medications? Corey? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm just at the gym. I'm sitting in the sauna and trying to get... But uh, I have tried a lot of shit. I've tried the melatonin, valerian. They don't really help. And they wake me up, like, in the middle of a REM dream, just brutally wake me up. Yeah, that's protocol. That seems to be protocol. You have a lot of background noise. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to put put myself on mute because I don't want to in a noisy area. Okay, Corey. We'll talk to okay. you in a bit. Maybe someone wants to put something in the chat room they want to discuss. We still have about 30 minutes left, so if there's any subjects you would love to hear about or love to discuss, just let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to try to find something that kind of applies to what we've already been discussing tonight. It was kind of a night about activism. It really was.
Hey, Ella, this is Spencer. I got your email earlier. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad I finally get a chance to speak with you. Um, today was so effective. I was so excited about today. Did Did you hear me earlier? Uh, no, I'm Central Time and kind of got the uh, start time uh, jumbled in my head. Uh, okay. Can you uh, summarize it for me in a, real quick without boring everyone <laughs> or uh, forcing sure everyone to listen to something new? No, I'm sure they'd love to hear you because you're, you're never talking on my calls, so I'm sure it'd be great. And I love activism, and that's something that we both have a passion about. And I'm really, um, what's the word about you and your activism? I have so much respect for you. I mean, what you do and how you do how you do it and how you approach it and the intelligence behind what you do. And um, I feel that we're really blessed as a community to have you. I really do. You're a very intelligent man. I have a lot of respect for you. Um, but this morning, I got the West Virginia spreadsheet, and I started making calls. And four people want to have a conversation with him. One guy wants to do a story for sure. So I was really excited by that. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I know. Uh, that's great. I know. For, like, and also I have one person that left me a message that you know, I checked a little while ago that um, – also uh, left me a message in regards to that from West Virginia. So that was, I was really excited. That was a good way to start my day because I got up, had a cup of coffee, and just said, I'm going to be really determined, and I'm going to try and actually speak to someone because, you know, in the past state or two, I would just get voicemails, and um, I wasn't really following through or following up or trying to get through to a person. So on the spreadsheet, I actually found better phone numbers than the ones that were listed. So when I went on and I saw a number listed um, or there was no number listed, I just went online and found some alternative numbers. Um, and so I did get through to people. And then the people that I left voicemails with today that I haven't heard back from, I'm going to follow up with tomorrow. So, yeah, that was an exciting way to start my day. I was really happy about that, you know. And they're all going to call him. So, you know, that's that's good news. That was really good news. Yeah. That's excellent, and it's encouraging to hear that people like you and Mariana are all uh, tackling this uh, issue as well. You know, I'm not the only one out there uh, emailing, so uh, that's great. And you have a great uh, phone voice, so uh, oh, I think that you. helps a lot. Too. Oh, thanks. You know, I just figure, you know, I know some people have difficulties with the later calls, and I thought, well, I'd be willing to, like, maybe have an earlier call. People aren't really used to an earlier call, I think, is part of the issue, too. And I'm having some technical – people are emailing me and texting me saying they can't get through. So I'm not sure why that is. And, and I do have concerns about the new purchase of Top Shoe. I'm not really sure what's going on with it. And, you know, I'm hoping we don't, we're not going to have to end up going somewhere else. But hopefully, you know, hopefully things will kind of smooth out a little bit. You know, I'm just curious about the people who bought it. I don't know that much about it, though. Just something that all of a sudden we're not on the, you know, when you log on to TalkShoe, usually there's like, oh, these are the shows coming up, and there's no TI shows listed anymore. So that made me a little concerned. And so, but we'll see. I'm sure it'll get worked out. So what do you got going on? What yeah. are you doing? Jeez, um, uh, I have a lot of plans, you know. Um, I know you I'm do, continuing. but I'd love to hear about them because I heard you the other day. I know... I know once you brought up doing the wiki, you know, and I actually emailed you once about doing a wiki page for um, targeted individuals. Is that something you still think is um, something to follow through on, or do you have any other opinions about that? And 
or any ideas? Yeah, that's that's very important. It's going to require a, a big group effort. So um, we're going to need to get a lot of volunteers involved in that because we just need to have all our sources and citations just super organized and, um, you know, just uh, have all our ducks in a row because it's a controversial issue and there'll be plenty of trolls and perps trying to edit our listings and take it down if we don't have, you know, good sources for everything. So we're going to have to rely on books, you know, uh, academic journals. We're going to have to rely on news stories, uh, interviews. Um, so I'm just kind of familiarizing myself with the process. Um, I'm probably going to hire someone off of Upwork.com or Fiverr.com to help with it. But we're also going to need a lot of volunteer help. So I'm trying to just think about the best way to tackle that. Um, I have a forum on my website, but it might be good to do something uh, like uh, y'all are doing with uh, a Google Spreadsheets account or, you know, a SharePoint account to uh, organize everyone's efforts in that field because it's going gonna, it's gonna to require a lot of, uh, you know, work just to, you know, get a very concise, well-referenced article up there that can't be attacked and taken down. Are you um, from so, Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Fort Worth. Yeah, I actually grew up in the ATB area. I don't know if you got my email. Oh, no, I, I didn't see that. Um, eh, what's your email? Do you use a pseudonym, right, on your email or a nickname? Yeah, TI Angel um, 2016 is my email. Um, and uh, But I might have used Ireland, which is my full name, but L is a shortened version of it. Does that sound familiar? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh yeah, um I uh I didn't see that one though, but that's cool. I uh it's good to meet a fellow uh person from DFW. I know, I can't believe that I don't know how H E B is these days, but it was really it's a dry county. I grew up in a dry county. It was a very small <laughs> town. Wow. Yeah. There was no alcohol, Angela. I don't know if you're still <laughs> No oh alcohol. God. There was nothing. It was a. Uh, there was no bars. It was completely dry. And on Sundays, you weren't allowed to buy anything to do any work, any labor. You couldn't buy hammer and nails. It was, we had that, it was called the blue laws. So, oh um, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Being Swedes living in the middle of a small town in Texas, that was interesting. I bet. Yeah. I bet <laughs> the community was probably really close. Was it was really what? Close. Close to us. Do you guys do go to church and play bingo and stuff? And Nick? well, no, my parents weren't that religious. <laughs> you know, they were Lutheran, and um, no, we never really went to church. I went to church. I actually joined families and would go to church. But uh, um, yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I go to church every Sunday, so I'm just kidding. But um, I just can't imagine. Um, my grandfather. It's just a riot because you know I grew up with you know the beer and. Everybody had a beer. Not that they were alcoholics necessarily, but you know, I had a couple beer drinkers in my family, and <laughs> I'm Irish, so <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Wow, that runs nice in your blood. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we did have beer. We did have beer, Spencer. We had beer in our in in HEB. You could go to Seven Eleven and buy beer. So that was yeah. So um, how did you, how long, I'm just curious on a personal level, if you don't mind sharing, how long have you been a um, targeted person? Uh, as far as the 24-7 electronic harassment goes, uh, two years. 
So it started like a lot of people's stories started about, you know, spring of 2014 uh, with gang stalking, um, you know, a group of like NSA looking guys or a private investigative group came at me, sabotaged my job by, you know, drugging me with LSD, attacking me with radio weaponry, breaking into my home until I got fired. And they drove me home and isolated me. Then I guess they just started in training my brain and all that jazz. And that's when the electronic harassment started. And that's been going on for two years. Um, I didn't really have a good understanding of it for the first year and a half. Really, I thought, you know, maybe this is organized crime. Maybe this is, I didn't know what it was because I didn't research it online. But, you know, starting in January of um, 20, you know, this year, everything just clicked. And uh, I realized, you know, this isn't something, you know, they keep dragging you on. They keep saying, oh, it's about to end. You know, if you, you know, just give us more money or, you know, uh, or you uh, just go and just act like a fool or something, just, just anything. Or if you quit your job, you know, this will end. Or if you, you know, they want me to betray my family members or stuff like that, uh, you know, which I would never do. I'd never violate my principles. So, um, yeah, uh, I've been a full-time activist more or less since about January 2016. Uh, I discovered, you know, freedom from covert harassment and surveillance in February, right when it was going down, unfortunately. Uh, I really admired some of the stuff they were doing, like the, uh, the questionnaires and the surveys where they, you know, sent out surveys to uh, uh, lots of TIs and just collected data on them. I mean, the... They presented that in uh, great ways and, and things such that they did with like Pete Santilli on his uh, podcast and uh, compiling hard data like that is golden. Uh, so I'd like to get something like that going again. And I, I just liked how they, you know, would go, they put on Freedom Livecast and I liked how they would, um, their site was very well organized. Um, I didn't, you know, I, all the infighting and everything that broke it up was before my time, but just as a new TI, I uh, I was amazed by that site and uh, knowing like what they do to TIs and how they threaten them, I was surprised they were able to get something that organized together for um, that long of a period of time. So, you know, my goal is to recreate something like that. I don't want to be the ruler of all the TIs, but, you know, every little clique, every little group, every little faction hopefully can unite there and, you know, come to that central place as, uh, a way to get, you know, updates on the community and stay organized and get everyone on the same page. So um, that's uh, that's what that's what inspired me to do activism. And, uh, you know, I, I spend, I still have some money left. Thankfully, I cashed in my life savings, my IRA, and uh, yeah. use that to buy Twitter ads, Facebook ads, Mass Bell campaigns, host a lot of websites and meetup groups. And I plan to continue doing that. Um, I, uh, I I work with some subcontractors to help me get organized, but it'd be great if I could get some volunteers to help me out as well. And um, you know, um, yeah, I don't I don't sleep at night either, so uh, I must be doing something right. You know, <laughs> it, the intensity of your torture kind of tells you how effective your activism is. So uh, that's uh, yeah. that's or sometimes, sometimes it doesn't really it doesn't matter at all. Like I didn't do much for too well. Not doing much for me means just making a ton of calls and, you know, being productive at home. But, you know, I used to be much more out there doing things, passing out flyers and educating people and, you know, doing all that type of stuff. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just you don't know why. I mean, it's, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a great point as well. Um, 
that's what keeps my activism going because some days, you know, sometimes after a week of nonstop torture and sleep deprivation, I'm just, uh, then they let up. I don't feel like doing activism for a day or two. You know, I'm like, wow, I have a period of relief for the first time in a month. So I'm just going to go on a walk with my dog or, you know, do laundry and catch up on personal errands. But then they come right back at you for no reason, you know. Uh, I know. I almost didn't do anything for two weeks. I didn't talk to police. I didn't go to city council. I didn't do anything. And, like, I still was getting slammed. Oh, my God. I mean, it was terrible. But I still tried to be productive and still was doing the show and still making the calls. But it was a little harder. I definitely didn't have a lot of pep in my step. And, you know, it was really tough. But, you know, past few days have been all right. And I've been very active. So, you know, sometimes you just don't know. It doesn't, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. Or they want you to think it's the activism, but it's really just, you know, some phase in it, you know, that goes on. So it is hard to say, you know. A lot of people... Yeah, it's just... You know, a, I guess, uh, you know, enslavement, you know, technological enslavement, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing about activism, my philosophy towards it is to never get discouraged, you know. If a traditional method doesn't work, do it again. It might take a hundred times before you break through, but you know, go at it every day, assuming that this will be the day where you make the big breakthrough. And if you don't, just tell yourself, "Hey, it might be. You might have to do the same thing a thousand more times before it uh, really gets through." And you know, and my other philosophy is that you know, you encounter two types of people. You know, those that are on your side and those that you have to convince to be on your side. So it's, uh, I take a positive approach towards it. And in addition to just the traditional methods, I try to do clever methods that, you know, the perps haven't thought of, you know. So um, that's kind of what my ads do. And, um, like, I'll, I'll take out Twitter ads in San Francisco, uh, and they say, uh, why hasn't the San Francisco Examiner uh, written any stories on uh, electronic harassment and gang stalking? Please contact the editors. So it makes the assumption that they should know about it, that they should be writing about it, that, you know, they're they're the weird ones for not knowing about this subject, and it gets a lot of attention and pressure on the editors out there because they get reports all the time from TIs, and they ignore them. But, uh, you know, so it's just I try to be clever, you know. Uh, I I think um, you just you got to stick to the traditional approaches and the uh, and the unique approaches. Um, Even with the cost, like, uh, like the- I was going to say something, even when I'm trying to talk to the cops, you know, they look at you like, oh, man, she's going to she's going to tell me some crazy stuff. And I'm like, what? And this is I don't feel good doing this at all, but it kind of psychologically works. I'll be like, well, I know you guys are from a small town. And have you ever been out of Oregon? And they don't say yes. And I'm like. <laughs> So, well, I know uh, that it's yeah, really yeah. big. It works, you guys. I go, well, this might be a little big for you to understand. I go, you have to understand my parents were European. I traveled everywhere, and I, you know, grew up in a big city and went to school in a big city. So this is big. I go, this is big city stuff. And so that kind of makes them be like, well, I, I don't have, I'm a small town guy, but I'm <laughs> cool. I can know about this kind of stuff. And so that's kind of a little tactic I take, you know, just because. Yeah, you, you definitely of, have to do things like that. Yeah, and I just I noticed like it works. Do you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I feel bad because it's kind of manipulative or whatever, and I'm not like that. But I thought, you know what, this is for a big cause, you know. I even told a little, I even said something about, you know, I really believe in integrity and being super honest, you know. 
But like even today, I was like, yeah, well, I met David Voigt on the hike, and he's so interesting, and blah, blah, blah. So I told another little bit, but it's like, it's okay, it's cool, it's for the bigger cause. And Shelly's like, well, look at what look what we're up against. You know, there's so many deceit and lies and calculation and violence, you know. It's okay, Ireland, it's okay. You can, you know, you can be a little dishonest for the big cause. And I said, okay. You know, yeah. But, yeah, and like you said a minute ago or 15, 30 minutes ago, you don't have to say you're a targeted individual. That might you, – you'll still get the same message across, you know, depending on the situation. You know, you I, you go up and you say, I'm a citizen journalist, and you say it with confidence, or I'm a, I'm a human rights activist, and you say it with confidence, or I, I run an un, unincorporated nonprofit charity, and uh, you say it with confidence. And that makes you sound official, and that's truthful. That's what you are. You're a citizen journalist. You're a human rights activist. And you, you're speaking about this objectively, not about your subjective experiences. You're, you're saying, you know, there's growing reports of this of uh, electromagnetic weapon assault. Uh, the science has existed for decades. Uh, you know, all these victims uh, uh, are coming forward. All these credible witness, whistleblowers are coming forward. Uh, it's a serious crime, and we need to raise awareness of it. And that'll make the listener uh, more confident as well because then he has, you know, lines to give to other people where he doesn't sound crazy because a lot of times, you know, you know, he'll, if you take the wrong approach, he'll say, well, someone came up to me and said, you know, they're being, their mind's being read and uh, someone can see everything they see. And, but if you say, you know, I'm a citizen journalist researching these growing issues that I'm hearing about from everyone and here's the science, here's some of the whistleblowers. Uh, then they know what to say to someone else without sounding, uh, you know, crazy. I mean, they're not crazy, but that's kind of their cover for this, you know, psychiatric reprisal. So um, it's, yeah, those those are all good tactics. And, yeah, a white lie never hurts every now and then uh, because uh, that's what it is. A white lie and you're dealing with some of the most evil forces on earth who tell black lies against you for harm. So, um, you know, you've got to just, it's marketing, it's salesmanship, and you're, yeah. you're spreading a message of good, you're spreading a message of hope, you're spreading a message of, of freedom. So, you know, you, uh, you're doing the right thing. And that's what Shelly said. Shelly goes, don't worry about those little white lies, it's okay, because you're doing a great job just giving them little, you know, because I, I, I tried a different approach today, as I mentioned, just trying to be like, well, I met him, and he's just really, you know, and I, I didn't ever, I didn't say I was a TI, you know, and I, and I haven't met him yet, but, you know, I've had great conversations with him, so, you know, and I said I met him on the trail, and, you know, just like, oh, I really want to know more about this story, you know, he's got this really interesting story, and then I said, well, yeah, I kind of heard, I'd read some articles about it, just to let them know that it's, what he's going to tell them is not so far-fetched, that, you know, that I'd read this already and that I was already familiar with this type of information. You know, I said, yeah, I was just, you know, I just read an article about what he was talking about. So, and I'd like to know more, you know, just, you know, and um, Mariana had said something about use, saying, make it where, make it where you want them to print it because you want to know more. You know, so Mariana, the advice she gave me this morning. So that's kind of, you know, another little different tactic, you know, trying to get them to realize that I wanted to know more about this, and it was so interesting what he was saying, and, you know. so. But if anybody wants to help out with these calls, it doesn't have to be all fancy. It doesn't have to be professional. You could just be like, hey, there's this guy, David Voigt, and he's walking across America, you know, and you can even say you're a TI. It doesn't matter. You know, I just think any time that we call, but I found it effective today not to mention that, just not to go into a long story, you know, about it. I don't usually mention it, actually. I don't mention that I'm a TI unless I'm in a support group. So, I think it's a good idea, yeah. exactly what you said about um, 
Mr. Spencer Carter your first name? Yeah, Carter, yeah. Carter, and because Spencer, um, Spencer. you sounded so credible, and if if one person organized and, and a whole bunch of people in groups were told, all right, now you do this, and you do this, and you do this, and you do this, and we all go and, and do what, you know, we're supposed to do, even if you make, like, exactly what you said and wrote it down so that, you know, okay, I'm going to go talk to my congressman and I can role play I, because your wording was so perfect. And like you said, Ella, earlier, if you have the wording in your head and you know what you want to say when you go in, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah, and, and even earlier, when you and I were talking on the phone, you're like, let's role play when I call the police office, you know, the police station. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so cool. She wants to do that. I haven't even never thought about that. And I think that's a great idea. I think we should do a little bit of that. Like before we go out on the streets or go to wherever, just practice. And I thought that was a really, you gave me a really brilliant idea because you said, let's role play this. Like this is how I'm going to, how this, tell me how this sounds if you're the police and, you know, and I go in there. So that's actually a really good idea as well. And it helps bring confidence, too, because you're practicing what you're going to say. So, Right. And, you're, um, you know, it's nervous. You get nervous when you've been 302'd a couple times for saying. Yeah, that's why we have to be on the costume. <laughs> yeah. there. That's why when you don't say it's about you or you don't tell your story, you're not really in jeopardy then. You're not in jeopardy of sound, of being hauled away because it's, you're not saying that it's about you. You're just saying you know this information and and that's that. And this is you know this is what's going on, and I'm just reporting it. You know, right? Um, but you know, there's other situations where you know if someone's really asking a lot. I mean, hardly ever have I talked about my own story in it. You know, I'll just be like, well, this you know, I'm actually you know, one guy was talking to me for 20 minutes, and I'm like. Yeah, well, I actually am, you know, a targeted individual. So this is very close, dear, near and dear to my heart, and this is very, you know, and so I know this is real. Just so you know, this is very real. Everything that I handed you. So and so just to kind of validate and just to kind of let them know that that's why, you know, you know. And you helped me with the technology today. It was three and a half years of no technology. I mean, I couldn't email out. I couldn't get an email every time I tried. I have virtual news out the yin yang. I, nothing was credible on my computer. My Mac died after one year. My uh, I'm infected right now. So, you know, Facebook hurt me when I would go on. So, like, just your hope that you gave me, you know, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And today I, I went on, and it was strange because a friend of mine emailed me my code for Facebook, which I haven't been on since, like, 2001 or something. And so... I got on, and I. That's so weird because I, I honestly have not been able to get on Facebook. Yeah, and I, I know. I think it's the last it deleted. Oh, go ahead. Someone's talking. No, I, I'm sorry. I was saying I was oh, going to the library and everything, and I. Yeah, still, I. Uh, they deleted my entire. I have my personal account, and I don't want to scare away my family, so I do. I I do I lightly load that information, you know, into my 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 general Facebook, and I had a TI Facebook which is loaded or was loaded with um, targeting information and directed energy and gang stalking and you know microwave energy and all that, and it disappeared, you guys, it just disappeared. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Thank you, God. Yeah. 
But anyways, um, I just want to say thank you, you guys, and thanks. Um, Spencer, will you do me a favor and email me? Because I don't know if my emails are making it to you. Is there a way you can email me? Yeah, I replied to one. I think it was yours about 30 minutes ago. I don't know if you've checked your email since then. but uh, No, I haven't. I'm actually out here because my house is so noisy all of a sudden. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like I'm out, you know, I'm outside, but I'll go check when I'm inside. So that's good. I'm glad that we have a contact going on in email as well. And I just want to say thank you guys, and um, um, I'm going to go ahead and have some dinner, and I hope everybody got something out of it. And um, I enjoyed listening to everybody. <clears throat> Maybe you guys can move on over. Karen's, Karen has a call tonight. I don't have her ID handy. Um, do you want me to look it up? Does anybody want me to look it up? That's 130288. Okay, great. Well, thank you guys, and, and hopefully I'll have you guys here next Tuesday. And, um, you know, email me a topic. Most you guys have my email. If there's stuff you want to discuss or information you want to know more about, just let me know. I'm always open because it's for you guys, you know. So anything that you guys know, shielding, people always ask me about shielding. You know, but I'm also still kind of new, so I'm learning, you know, some of the stuff I'm really learning myself. So um, anyways, I hope everyone had a decent time and learned something. And I will hopefully see you guys next week and have a good evening. Thank Thank you so much, Ella. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Spencer? Oh, you signed up.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.